welcome to It's Still Happening, the ancestral healing podcast for those of us who have noticed or are curious about the generational patterns we want to break so that we and our lineages can live a life of freedom, abundance, and belonging. I'm your host, Ash Johns. As a spiritualist, coach, and strategist, I recognize the power and freedom in calling in higher ancestors for healing. We all have generational superpowers within us. It's my hope that you connect with yours, experience the transformation that naturally follows as a result, and receive the support you most need and deserve to live your destiny and leave a greater legacy behind. Now, if you've been desiring forward movement and growth, both personally and culturally, and know that we can't exactly move forward without going back, you've definitely found yourself in the right podcast and in divine timing. Here's your invitation into the world of ancestral healing and honoring the lineages of the past for a much brighter future. Welcome and enjoy. It's still happening. Hey, y'all. So before you even get into this episode of It's Still Happening, you're going to notice that I introduced this podcast as Healing is Happening. That's because your girl was going back and forth on what I wanted to call this thing if I wanted to rename it and ended up staying with the original name. But let me tell you something. I'm still growing. I'm still doing my thing. And shout out to my podcast team because I was like, I'm not going to go and record all these things over again. So this season of It's Still Happening is (laughs) named Healing is Happening. But that's not true. So I just want to make sure you're not confused and you get what's going down because that's just how we're going to roll. All right. Now, enjoy the show. Hey, everyone. Here we are in episode four, season two. Healing is happening. We're saying no to spiritually bypassing, but hell yes to spiritual business. It's me, Ash, as you know, and I'm so glad you're joining me for this episode um, because this is this one's really juicy and it's really fun because it really shows the overlaps of what I do and what I believe in and I want to bust some myths around ancestral healing and honestly spiritual practice as a whole because there is this belief that spirituality and any type of occult or alternative healing modalities, practices, meditations, and all these things feel good for the soul, but have no practical use in the world. And that's just not true. And let me give you a couple examples of that. Long, 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 long time ago, if you go through your quote unquote history books and just tune into old ways of doing things, you will realize that all of our ancestors and all of our old ways included some type of spiritual practice before taking action, whether that was prayer and meditation, cleansing, blessing, tuning in with the gods, the deities, the energies that be before marriage, before war, before important meetings. It doesn't matter. We always had a reason or a way of consulting with the spirits that be in order to prepare us in our real living lives. And so I just want to bring that back and call it into intention because we have been living off of logic and facts and what we can tangibly do with our own hands instead of 
realizing that we're in collaboration, not only with our physical actions and what's very tangible to the eye and in our lifestyles, right? Plans, structures, and all those things, but also to the energies that be. And when we have balance and use the two, we normally get moving on things and start seeing manifestations and change in our lives and in the world. So we'll have another episode about the energies that be and the balance between spirituality and practicality in the future. But if you've paid attention to my tagline to my business, it is about deep healing and practical strategy and application. It's both. In all of my bios and a lot of times when I introduce myself, I really talk about how I am both balanced left and right brain. How I'm I often talk about how I'm both balanced in my left and right brain and my masculine and feminine energies inside of me. And we all have access to that. I don't care what your race is, your gender, your sex, your sexual orientation, whether you're a binary, non-binary, we all have these two, at minimum, these two energies inside of us to leverage. And so what I see as the distortion or the imbalance of the energies in the spiritual world is bypassing to this love and light, just all sunshine and rainbows and holding hands and tears and waiting to call in the energies and no practical application in their lives. They can't hold a difficult conversation. They can't take action on their dreams. They can't be consistent. They're always like, it's not an alignment. So I'm going to completely fold on this contract that I've agreed to and written in ink and maybe even blood which I think is not cool. And then on the other hand, we have all of the coaching world and all of the ways that we've been taught to operate, which is like the facts, the plans, just lean in, go hard in the paint, bro, and forget all about your soul and your spirit, your heart, your nourishment, what inspires you. Like we need the both of these two things, which is the reason why my business is both healing and business. Like I'm in the business of healing so that you create a business and a life that creates cultural change and allows you to enjoy being the face of your lineage right now, leaving a legacy of your own that contributes to a greater evolving human legacy and the legacies of your ancestors. So I'm a huge no on spiritual bypassing, going off into the enlightened place and enjoying all that juiciness in the other realms and then coming back and being the same motherfucker you was before going off to do ayahuasca or being on some retreat or doing whatever you're doing. Um, that just doesn't rock for me. I need to see the bridging of the two worlds and that I believe life should change and be ever growing and ever evolving when you are in spiritual practice. Um, and you know, that's not for the people. Sometimes people are like, I do meditation and breath work and spirituality just to feel better about myself and be able to function in this world and, um, have my soul nourish. All right. No judgment. I'm just not your person, right? I want people doing spirituality and spirituality, understanding their soul, connecting with their ancestors, getting close to their heart so that they operate differently in the world in a way that creates more connection and love and possibilities. And when you get into that energy it's and you're aligned with your purpose and you realize who you are and you continually heal ancestral wounds at the core with your ancestors in the lineage and in your life, you are bound to have that creative energy want to have a place to go. It's literally the way that this universe has been created or at least the world that we're living in where when you are aligned and you have all this good energy and creativity, you want to do something with it. And my most favorite thing to do <laughs> with people is to help them build a conscious business, a business that helps them 
help other people, a business that holds people's hearts, a business that has some type of um, contribution to our collective humanity that helps our communities, that helps children, women, relationships, um, all that stuff just lights me up. Like I love the two. So that's what we're going to be talking about in this episode. And it's really important um, that I even put this in this uh, season two of the podcast because I want to be clear about the people with whom I really hope are listening to this podcast and who are interested in me and my work and potentially become community members and even more potentially become uh, clients and friends and uh, folks I fuck with, essentially, because um, that's what I do. It's about the healing and it's about the business. So when I talk about ancestral healing and spirituality, as I said, people think that you know the ancestors are going to come in with like floating angels and glowing light and they have this preconceived notion of what to expect and that's not always the case you can totally tell the difference between elevated ancestors those who are willing to restore and heal in the lineage and in your life and those who are a bit gnarly <laughs> for lack of a better word and it feels so good to connect with the elevated ones who do come with good energy and do feel very warm or loving or you know, and it's sometimes their love comes very straightforward. I've sat in sessions where people's ancestors were definitely elevated ancestors and they were just sharpshooters. They're like, listen, we don't need to, you know, sugarcoat shit. I'm just going to let you know what it is and what needs to be restored and what happened that created this imbalance in the lineage and in your life and why you think the way that you do and why this pattern is repeating. And I'll do my part, but you need to go and live it. And that's that. And then they're looking at us like, so what are you still here for? And we're like, okay, so session's over. We can leave the ancestral realm and we can now commune you and I and strategize on how you're going to embody what this ancestor has bust and bestowed upon you. So it's not always that the elevated ones come in like wanting to kiss on you and give you broth, which does happen. I've had, you know, clients whose ancestors literally put them in like an ancestral spa and they're getting loved up on and massaged and they're getting all these like water cleansings and beautiful bursts of rainbows and colors and sprinkles and shit on them, which is beautiful to witness. Um, I get a, a little bit of that energy on me, but I kind of lean back and mind my own business of what I'm doing in the sessions and let the client do what they're doing with their people. So that can happen, but at the end of the day, regardless to the experience with the ancestor, you still, after the healing is energetically and spiritually happening in the other realm and in the lineage and in the electromagnetic field that you and your ancestors hold and share together, your ass still has to come back to this regular real world and apply those wisdoms in your day-to-day -day thoughts, behaviors, and actions to be a thorough end-to-end -end healing, right? And embodiment and being the change. So while it feels good to go into the other realm and get that information and even to know that you've got people on the other side protecting your neck and watching your back from the spiritual realm, you still got to do your work. And here's how I know when people are like, man, are you really telling me that there's spirits on the other side of death who are looking out after me? Here's a little test. If you had had a near death experience, who did you call on? You might've called out to your mother, right? Or if you were about to get into a car accident or you were in a little bit of a jam, it won't, maybe it's not that dramatic. Maybe you've been blessed enough to have none of those experiences in your life. But for those of us who have or have been in a jam where you're like, man, I don't know where this money coming from, or I don't know how I'm going to do this. You're going to do one of two things. You're either praying to God almighty, if that's what you believe, 
I pray to many gods, but that's another conversation for another time. Or you're calling out to someone who has transitioned in which you trust. You're probably like, hey, grandma, if you just look down on me from above, you know, or dad or mom or whoever it might be, like, if you can help me out in this one thing, right? You know, you know. And we tend to just like glance over or breeze over these behaviors that really do say what we know as humans and our humanity. And that is that consciousness continues and our ancestors and loved ones are involved in our lives as we continue to live on this plane. Another one is when you're afraid, you know, and you call out to someone who recently passed or someone who recently passed comes through in your dreams to calm you as you move through your grief or whatever is going through as you get used to that transition. So this is just an example of how we're already in a practice or in some form of knowing as a reflex to call out to those who are on the other realm, even if we only mean it in jest and joke. But the truth is you're already in an unconscious relationship with your ancestors. I'm just asking and calling you into a conscious relationship with them so that we can do the healing and be the change from the root to the toot, <laughs> the rooter to the tuta, as my Grammy used to say. Um, so what this doesn't mean is that we just go to the ancestral realm to be in folly, right? Um, I know that in the movie Black Panther, Wakanda forever, <laughs> it felt beautiful. We love that scene where he goes to visit his dad in the purple clouds and his dad comes out and he's on the African plains and we're like, yeah. Okay, that feels great, but that father was also reverenced. He played his role wonderfully in the world. He was a magnificent king and ruler, so therefore he transitioned to the ancestral realm and was able to have his son visit him and also come down to guide him. And that's essentially like a thematic movie expression or cinematic expression of exactly what happens in these healing sessions with your people. But first, we need to find one who's already elevated so that we can heal all those in between who are not. So it feels good to go into the ancestral realm and experience that kind of, you know, magic and like connectivity and nourishment and love and safety. Don't get me wrong. But I just want to remember and remind you that if you're fucking with me, that means we're going to go get that juicy juice and bring that good word back from our people into our lives and this earthly plane. Okay. So if you want that, you are definitely in the right place. If you get that, holla holla, yay, yay. In the past few years, the discussion around ancestral healing has blown up in a sense. This makes my spiritualist and healer heart so very happy because I know that when more people are open to connecting with their ancestors to heal the wounds we're carrying, the more capacity we have to be the change in the world. Hey y'all, I'm Ash Johns, and my experience has shown me that connecting with our well and elevated ancestors can break generational curses and open our ability to accept support and resourcing in our current life. And who doesn't need more support and more resource? I've worked with several individuals one-on-one -on -one in this way and realized that if I made space for a greater mass of energy, we could make bigger ways for more people to create a ripple effect of healing. That's what the month-to-month -month membership of Healing is Happening is all about. Twice a month, individuals just like you, looking to make a deeper connection with past relatives, develop relationships with their ancestors, and move forward without the baggage that's been weighing them down, meet in a private community for facilitation, guidance, and support in their journeys. 
If you've been looking for a safe space for culturally sensitive topics that always arise when we're doing our healing, if you've had the desire to heal your whole lineage rather than a single soul at a time, if you've been aching for a trusted guide who not only walks with integrity but lives the work themselves, here I am and you're not alone in this. You have your ancestors' support and you definitely have my encouragement. Healing is happening, and we'd love for you to experience it in the now and in your life. To join the Healing is Happening membership community, visit healingishappeningforme.com. I can't wait to see you inside. That's what's up, and if not, then um, keep listening, or maybe I'm not your person. And you might be wondering why I keep emphasizing that, and that's because I want to be crystal clear of the container in which I'm creating and the people that I want to be gravitating towards me. We don't need to agree on every point and everything, but we do have to have some form of understanding and respect and interest in what I'm talking about and where you're coming from in order to be in community. And uh, again, I come from ancestors that are very diplomatic. We're like, let's, I can have these conversations. Point of views might shift, they might evolve, or they might stay the same, but we still got to enter into the space with respect. And if that's not for you, then see your way out, my friend, and let the door, and no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> I always got to bring some jest and silliness in here. I do want ancestral healing to sweep this earth so that we heal compounded generational pain, trauma, and limitations so we have greater capacity to show up differently and create new things on this planet. And I do believe that that's possible for this earth, at least until my assignment is done and I'm off this planet. But until then, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing um, because I can't lie, my home planet I would love to be back. I think humans are chaotic as fuck, but um, again, I'll, I'll save that for another episode. But I do see this all the time where people get in touch with me. They want to work with their ancestors. They want to feel good. They want to have a reprieve. They almost want to get off the hook for having to do the hard work and spiritually bypass into just the love and light space. And I'm like, no, babe, like sometimes love is tough conversations. Sometimes love is giving, you know, holding you accountable, or you have to embody the accountability and the atonement that your ancestors are doing. So if they really did people wrong, you might be the person that have to physically right the wrongs, even though they're spiritually doing rituals and prayers to the lands and the people in which they harmed. And I've witnessed that. And it's a beautiful healing to see that humility and that strength and that like, apologizing and coming to terms with what was done historically and also not just other people but in your own lineage you know many of us have lineages that included some things that were pretty fucked up like incest and genocide and cheating on spouses stealing from each other abuse silencing someone having fear scarcity war all those are examples of symptoms around core wounds of fear surviving lack being disconnected from lands, not feeling like you belong, right? And that's the types of things that we are healing in ancestral healing work. So when you start to get into embodying the healing with the ancestors, you always will get a prescription. 
you'll always have some type of medicine that they tell you and they will tell you how to apply that medicine and that wisdom in your real life and how to show up differently. And after the ancestors, if you're working directly with me, after the ancestors give you that, I always leave space inside of my sessions for us to strategize and talk about what that looks like practically and to start to unpack your limitations and your thought or in your psyche that tells you that you cannot show up like that because that's another thing the ancestors will tell you exactly what the medicine is but because you haven't done your part of the healing which if you don't understand what i'm talking about definitely go back to episode three and listen to it because there's always the ancestors doing the spiritual and energetic healing on their side and then there is your healing which is looks, you know, I do it a little bit differently, but it does mirror some things that psychologists or trauma-informed coaches and life coaches and wellness practitioners do, which is what are your thoughts, emotions, fears around this? What actions need to be taken? What deprogramming needs to occur in order for you to be able to take a step forward into the healing that your ancestors are asking for you to do, right? And if we don't do that, like real question here, what the fuck are we even doing? You know, why be in spiritual practice if we're not willing to lead ourselves into taking a stand and embodying that in our lives? We always love when someone is a leader and they do something that resonates, but no one wants to be a leader or have to do the hard work of being a leader, but we definitely want the recognition. And I think we need to heal that in and of itself. Leadership requires responsibility. It requires you to maybe stand alone for a while. And as you're standing alone and rooting and grounding and speaking your truth and being an example and demonstrating, you then start to call in community and who desire that. They have a tapestry or a piece of that within their own energetic vibration, their own calling with their own people. And you get to be the light switch that inspires them to step further out on their own path. I recently saw an Instagram post that was asking all the shamans and spiritual healers and quantum mystics why they aren't traveling to the times when the ancestors invented racism and were causing harm to women and emasculating men or slaughtering the animals or poisoning the ocean or killing off the two-spirited people and taking away people's rights. And I was like, that's a good-ass question because I just don't get how you are working in spirit realm and talking about healing and quantum evolution, but you didn't think of all of the stuff that needs to be healed and dealt with culturally. Literally, the physical manifestations of those actions are still floating around in the physical realm and also in the spiritual realm. So how spiritual are you if you're not doing that work? I don't know. That is my judgment. Maybe this is because this is my lane, so I just don't understand that lane. But if one plus one equals two, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Like I'm literally in my office, like shrugging my shoulders and putting my hands up because I don't. I just don't get how you can be spiritual and it doesn't play over into showing up differently in the world, going after different policies, you know, like teaching people about wellness and a whole lifestyle shift. I just don't get it. It's, I mean, I, I guess I feel the same way about church, right? Or like any religion where it's like if you're going there and your soul is evolving and you're getting closer to God who is connected to all of us, then why isn't your lifestyle changing? And not that every person is supposed to be a multimillionaire. I'm not talking about just abundance in the financial sense. I'm saying abundance in your generosity and your care and your relationships and your compassion and your ability to stay focused and go for something, the ability to speak up 
the the ability to stand for some shit that means something to more than just you, right? Like, I don't even understand it. I don't understand it. But what I do understand is what the hell I'm here for. And that's why I'm sharing it with y'all. And I hope that it calls forth more people that this resonates with and which I'm so sure that it is and it will continue. So what is spirituality if it doesn't help you be a better human or even more so evolve the human experience? I don't know. I don't know. But if you're here, this probably resonates with you. So it's not a secret that I come from a lineage of diplomats, communicators, empire builders, and healers. And when I say empire builders, I'm talking about straight up empresses who did have um cultivated civilizations of great abundance and care that was ruled by women and men had a very important and special role in that in which I giggle and chuckle and get super giddy about because the more that I do my healing and the more that I live in my purpose the more that I have such a deep respect for the union of both the masculine and feminine inside of me but also the expression of men and women or male identifying people and women identifying people in this world and how we come together to create and work together. And I deeply, deeply honor that. And I'm so grateful for my mentors, teachers, elders, and of course my ancestors who continually help me do this healing in my own life, but also for my lineage, because it's been a long time of having that beautiful divine balance inside of ourselves as the women in my family, but obviously also in union and in marriage. So I'll talk more about the healing that's happening for me around love and relationships, because as you hear in my voice, it just makes me so appreciative and love being who I am and the healing that's happening. And I want to share that with y'all too, who aspire. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually really giddy right now. Like I'm actually blushing underneath my <laughs> my little blanket in uh, in studio recording space. This is so funny. Thank y'all for this. Oh, that feels great. So um, I bring that up to say, relative to my lineage, um, I really am pretty warm right now. It's pretty funny. Thank y'all. Um, I bring that up to say that we all have a unique imprint of who we are from our soul and also from our lineages that we get to leverage for growth and for change and for impact on the planet. And that all plays out in how we interact, how we live and how we relate. All right. So when you do this healing, it's not about spiritually bypassing. It's about getting into the healing, getting into the connection and translating that into the physical world, which again, could be in business, could be in relationships, could be in whatever you do and how you live. But I want to see it reflected in your lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you learn that when you have years of personal development, healing, spiritual work and growth under your belt, you know exactly what you're here to do and you just keep refining it and leaning into it more and more and more. What I'm doing now is exactly what I yearned for when I was a kid and every single relationship and every single job and every single exchange has continued to refine and physically shift what was happening with me spiritually over and over and over again. I get deeper and more aligned on my path. So the whole point is to shift that energy, not only in your lineage, but in your life, body, and behavior. So you have greater capacity to be an example of an evolving human and an evolving humanity, which I take great pride in. I often say and sign off on some of my communications that I teach by living 
the more that I do my healing and the more that I show up in the world with my voice and in expressions or images and, and visual um, access to who I am, the more that that vibrates out. But I'm constantly looking at the collective and mapping that back to what's inside of me that is in vibrational resonance to what's happening in the collective that needs to be healed if I want the collective to change. So I call this that elevator movement of what's within is also without and what's without is somewhere within. So I got to move back and forth where a lot of these other models are fixated on the individual of what you want to heal in yourself to then see monetarily or materialistically manifested outside of you. And we're getting, it's very shallow. It's still wonderful, but it doesn't hold the gravity of what the fuck I'm talking about right now. And I just said, what the fuck? Cause I felt like it was a long time since I had dropped the F bomb <laughs> and to bring in a little bit of silliness and joy. When I start getting super deep, I like to just be like, let's let that relax into the spirit. And a little laughter always allows some uh, integration to occur. So if you're down for that, you again are rocking with a real one. And if not, I don't really know what to tell you or how to help you. Actually, that's a lie. I do know. It's your acceptance of what has been and what has always been that is making you unable to envision a different world where we aren't always fighting and killing and taking and struggling for everything. It's not always us versus them, black versus white, man versus woman, binary versus non-binary, vaccinated versus non-vaccinated, okay? Have and the have-nots, the lights versus the dark, the good versus evil, like Binary is true in certain aspects of this living experience, most definitely, but it does not have to be everything. There is a wholeness if we bring them together and embrace the healing that is happening and, and the expression of our experiences and, and for evolving, right? So if not, we're truly just adding to more fragmentation and separation instead of healing and wholeness, right? So war wasn't always the first option once upon a time. Like we need to return to it not being. And as soon as someone says something we don't like, people are still talking about cancel culture. I think that's starting to evolve though. I've been seeing people being like, you know what? It's not cool to just toss people out because they're learning or they're going through their journey. We need to fix that. We need to not write people off. And I, I deeply agree with that. We're allowed to quote unquote make mistakes and offend if it's all part of the journey of healing. And there's a part of self-responsibility in that and our own emotions and feelings that needs to be healed, not just personally, but ancestrally, which we'll have to devote a whole episode just to that. Otherwise, we end up creating such a, a fragile society and a fragile mental and emotional and spiritual state that we can't rub anything together. You know, we can't do anything because we're tiptoeing around each other and that's not empowerment. So at the end of the day, what I'm talking about is meeting in the middle, making this right, giving and taking. Um, I'm talking about motherfucking balance at the end of the day, quite frankly. A lot of the core healing that I do with the ancestors ends up coming into creating energetic, mental, financial, personal balance in your life so that you can move about in your calling. So being only in the love and light spiritual bypassing lane isn't going to get you into balance. In fact, you're out of balance, only leaning to what feels good um, or what might be quote unquote nourishing instead of coming into the quote unquote darkness or what's challenging in order to birth something new. So ancestral healing and personal embodiment will make you uncomfortable in the best 
way. Like we cry real tears and then end up smiling five minutes later being like, that was incredible. And if you can't cry, you ain't healing, in my opinion. Not that you have to be boohooing all the time, even though I do enjoy people shedding some tears and being vulnerable and true in their emotional expression, even with anger, even with frustration and fear and all the things, like feel the things because we need to move it in order to allow the healing to happen. So we all have wounds, but healing is always going into the dark and transmuting it into something useful and powerful and impactful, or even into the light. I'm just using these languages because that's what people in the world refer to this as. Um, But I do want to take a moment to define healing for a minute. To me, healing is changing the energetic charge around something or transmuting, transforming the energetic charge around something so that it doesn't even affect you in the same way anymore. You can see the same behaviors and the same circumstances and situations come up, but you're not immediately triggered and moving into your pain body and responding from that. You're literally understanding the dynamics and choosing differently. So there's different things when I was younger, especially relating to relationships, I would like lose it. I would be like crying, I would feel less than, I would be like all these things. And I'm like, that doesn't even happen anymore. That's because the healing has happened. And that's very different than just reframing and changing your mind around something where you're trying to trick your brain into thinking that those deeper wounds are not there. When you do only mindfulness and mindset work, You're constantly on like a hamster wheel of having to feed the brain instead of getting into the actual wound and transmuting the energy around it so that it's no longer a wound. Literally, it's possible. And I know for people who are in a great deal of trauma and that it's trauma that's been passed on for generations to generations, so much so that it feels like it's truly you. It's learned behavior. It's ancestral and energetic wounds it's also cultural right especially when we think about the communities and identities in which we belong to we'll blame it on the experiences and the histories that created the original wound instead of getting into the core healing so we can transmute the energy and have the capacity to literally be free let me give you an example of this People always ask me how I can work with white people, black people, mixed people, indigenous people, people who are able-bodied, people who are differently able, people who are neurodivergent, like all these various different populations. In fact, I actually cringe when people are like, who's your ideal client? And I'm like, I don't have an ideal client. I tend to work with two kinds of people, people who are already leaders and successful culture change agents, DEI strategists, successful entrepreneurs who know that they need to do deeper ancestral healing so they can have greater space and capacity to do their work in the world. So they are less triggered and they can deliver the message. So they can apply what they already know and what they're teaching in the world more in their personal life so that it moves from knowledge and experience and institutionalized certifications and credentials into I apply that exact same wisdom in my relationship and my life behind closed doors. Like I work with those people and they already have a following. They're already thought leaders. They already are like established and making great money. All right. The other people I work with are folks who are aspiring entrepreneurs, people who are aspiring healers. They already have some type of healing, whether they're psychologists, therapists, yoga instructors, other healers, tarot readers, podcasters around embodiment, love like people who are bringing healing into the world i love to work with them because what would it be like if they are well resourced and getting the money they need so that more healing and wellness can spread across this planet 
Now, I didn't sit down and say, these are the folks I'm working with, or oh, they're only black women, or oh, they're only queer, LGBTQI, or trans people, or white women. I didn't do any of that shit because I don't care about that. I care about you're here to do some great work and you resonate with the message in which I have. And it tends to be these two types of people. I let them self-identify based on me being my whole self. And that alone, if you are a spiritual entrepreneur wondering how do you make a wonderful living and have great impact in the world is a lesson right there. So rewind it back and listen again. I'll be sure to create more episodes around spiritual entrepreneurship, but let me get back to what I was saying that got me into this. And that is that people ask me how I can work with all these kinds of people, right? Some of my clients are like hella amazing people doing awesome things in the top companies in the world making millions of dollars and some of them are like i just made my first a thousand dollars this month hash and i'm like fuck yes for both of them (laughs) um but the reason being is because i have always been very worldly i've always been in the middle being able to connect with different types of people and leading with empathy and understanding and curiosity, knowing that there's something inside of me that also connects to you and vice versa. There's some common ground somewhere. And if I can stand in the common ground with you and your people, then I know that we can work out whatever is blocking you, whatever differences we may have. So at the end of the day, we all want and need the same things and we all fear the same things as well, right? So the more that I work with myself, on myself, and with my people, I'm not triggered when I'm working with white people or black people or mixed people or whatever people, whatever you want label you want to pick out. I'm just like, what's the work that needs to be done and how do I hold it? Your capacity will grow. Your compassion will be there as well as your boundaries when you need to when you do this work. And neither are they as triggered because they know they're coming into safe space of someone who's not judging or allowing all of this historical past to stop what the future and the present can be. They know they're working with someone who has the courage, the capacity, and the boundaries to be in the space and hold them in their transformation and healing with their people. And they get to sink into safer space while they do that work. I have a greater capacity to have hard conversations and still be protected and boundaries so I can do my job and my work, right? So there's that. Now, if you see this as an opportunity to test me, don't. Don't bring none, won't be none, all right? Because I do lead with love, but I will not be playing around with people who want to disrespect and play games. We don't have time for that. So I just want to put that out there because just saying, there are people in the world who are like, oh, let me try you. Do that if you want to. I highly suggest you don't. Okay, but let's keep going. Ancestral healing requires courage to see the rough shit and be the change. And it also requires compassion for understanding and for yourself as you lean into the shared wounds and the deeper fears that created the shit in the first place, right? The shame that starts to come in, because a lot of people are worried about shame and guilt and pain and grief and all these things. The only time those really come in when you're doing ancestral healing is when people have known better and they choose not to do better. And that's the reason why I lean in so much to how important it is for embodiment and doing the prescriptions that your ancestors give you. Because when you don't, you literally clog up the energy and the potential of the healing. So... 
I'm going to talk a little bit more about the two people that I love to help um, because I have a great passion for this. As I said, the leaders, the change makers, the successful entrepreneurs, the thought leaders, folks who've already quote unquote made it and need to do this kind of healing work so that they have greater resource, they have greater capacity because they're working with their ancestors. And so the healing takes root in a personal way. Again, they might be on a stage with 500,000 people in front of them or the boardroom of a very important business or company. Um, they're talking to leaders and senators and people who are doing the damn thing and they're not triggered. They can really hold their poise and do what they're here to do because they know the greater impact of the work that they are here to bring forth. Or they're already doing that. They're rubbing shoulders with all the people. They're not triggered as much because whatever tools they're using to not do that, but they realize that they're still not happy. There's still something going on underneath the surface in their personal lives and the relationship of their family members that needs greater healing. So I fuck with y'all. I want to help you reach out to me because I get it. You know, I used to be in the business of advertising and branding and it just lights me up when I have ex-colleagues reach out to me and they're like, I've been following your journey and I've made great money. I've done great things. I love my career and still I know I need to do this work, Ash, and I trust you because I know you know the two worlds of business and how this world operates and you also dive deep in the spiritual stuff and I just, let's do that. I can trust you to translate it for me and it makes sense. So there's that. And then there's also, as I said, the spiritual entrepreneurs or the aspiring spiritual entrepreneurs, the folks who are ready to leave their nine to fives, leave their jobs and their careers because they are wanting to have a healing business, a conscious business that allows them to contribute to the cultural wellness and evolution of this world. Whether you're already a psychotherapist or you're a yoga teacher or a yogi, a tarot reader, a motivational speaker, a coach, an herbalist, a doula, whatever it is that is your calling to contribute to the collective healing of humanity and you want to be supported and resource and abundant in that, then we should work together. You should be in one of my containers because it's a very unique journey of being a spiritual entrepreneur where you have to keep doing your own healing, especially with your ancestors. So again, you have a greater capacity and you're really well resourced to be working with the public. So these are the people who I love doing group work with. These are the people who are working with individuals on the ground in the communities to heal and change, right? To pull out the systemic stuff in our psyches and in our behaviors and in our energy fields, you need to be well-resourced, both financially and also spiritually. So these are folks who are healing the wounds and we're gonna work on healing your own wounds so you're able to receive the abundance and trust your leadership and hold your role in the world without wavering or buckling as the world is still trying to evolve. It's really challenging to be a leader and be in the mush of everything, trying to bring love and wellness and balance, right? And y'all should be well paid for that. I know the fuck I am, okay? <laughs> I don't believe in healers struggling, and I'll do a whole episode on that where you're helping so many people, people love being in your energy, you hold amazing space, but you're wondering if you can pay your mortgage or your rent or your car note or your children's school fees or go on a good vacation and enjoy yourself or treat yourself to a good healthy dinner or in a beautiful dress or whatever it might be. That whole narrative needs to shift too because healers and are just as important as all these other business people who have tangible products that they're selling, right? 
us healing the insides, the intangible things, allows for the tangible things to come through with more vibrational resonance and integrity. Again, end-to-end work, all right? So I'm going to leave you all with this for this episode. I want to know, in your mind, what could possibly happen in this world and even in your own life, your own mini world, right? If all the healers and change makers did this ancestral healing work, what could happen? Just think about that. Maybe we wouldn't even have to worry about nuclear wars and all that shit. What would happen if your ancestral lineage was elevated and you knew how to self-resource with them? What would you accomplish in your life? What impact would you actually have? And finally, what wounds, patterns, fears, and worries of your own are stopping you from achieving your next level in life? Or maybe you're achieving things materialistically and you have visibility and people are singing your praises, but you're keeping the secret that when you come home at night, you feel alone, you're afraid, you're thinking you're going to lose everything you've gained, right? And that damn near puts you into paralysis or makes you overwork and you have no time to really be present and sink into the joy and the love of your life and who you are and how you're impacting the world right now. Can you see how those wounds, patterns, fears, and worries, how they not only belong to you, but also belong to your ancestors? Think about that. If you want to have a chat, reach out. I'm happy to help. Thanks for joining me in this episode, y'all. Looking forward to the next one. Thank you for taking the time to listen to another episode of Healing Is Happening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to rate, review, share with someone you love, and most definitely subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Speaking of, I love connecting with others during their remembering, healing, and transformational journey. So feel free to reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram at Ash Inspires. Or if you'd like to connect on a deeper community level, check out my website and services at ashleyjohns.com. All the links to do so are in the show notes. Now, I can't wait to hear about what's going down with your lineages, both of the past and present for your freedom and abundance. So don't be a stranger. Until next time, my friends, fans, family, and foes, I hope you continue walking your unique path of freedom with courage and compassion. May you and your people be well on the lands in which you get to work, live, and thrive on. And remember, healing is happening. (laughs) 